Hi, I'm John Hopkin. I'm Head of Accreditation at the Geographical Association. So my last podcast was a quick overview of what's new in the Geography National Curriculum. And in this one, I'm going to think about some of the challenges it throws up. The first clearly is that it's very strong on knowledge and the whole national curriculum has been so ever since it was a gleam in the Secretary of State's eye. But making this a little bit more than rhetoric needs some careful thinking through. In particular, we're probably a little bit out of practice as professionals in developing locational knowledge systematically. So this might well be a priority to start thinking about both in the curriculum planning and in developing uh, pedagogy. So a good start would be in your planning and in your resourcing to start ditching some of the generalised thematic material that you might still be teaching, a typical inner city for example, in favour of investigating some real places. Another would be to make sure of making frequent location checks of where we study, having atlases particularly to hand, but also using electronic media. And a third would be, as some people do already, to start building up a map of the places we studied which lasts us through each year, a kind of developing map, sometimes as people's passports to the world. So locational knowledge is also a matter of progression, carefully building up the skills as well as the knowledge. And on the plus side, there's so much good practice now around engaging ways of using online mapping applications that this could well turn out to be a real strength in, in geography teaching quite soon. If you want some more support on this, there's some top tips in the secondary area of the GA website. The second thing I want to mention is that the developers of the Geography National Curriculum went for a comprehensive approach. In other words, they favoured breadth of the geography rather than creating opportunities for depth. So I think the notion of a concise programme of study is probably something of a, an illusion. What's more, there's no guidance about the expectations about what geological timescales or population really means, or the depth, if you excuse me, for soil studies. So it's over to you really for, to exercise your professional judgement to secure geographical knowledge deeper understanding and skills through a broad range of place-led and probably theme-led studies whilst integrating inquiry approaches. And I think too we may need to reach back to previous versions of the national curriculum and plan to teach some aspects in outline in order to create space to teach others in depth, including the places. And also a bit of space for innovation. If you're working in a two-year Key Stage 3, these sorts of decisions are inevitable. The job curriculum planning it consists of making selections and we must have the confidence to do so as geographical professional educators. One other thing I'd like to mention is that the renewed focus on the discipline might be a particular stretch for those schools who are teaching with integrated programmes which sometimes are centred on generic skills and pedagogy rather than developing discipline knowledge. Ofsted in its 
recent geography report was deeply critical of some of these themes. If you're working in one, this could well be an opportunity to look again at progression within each contributing discipline and refocus on some key knowledge and understanding plus geographical inquiry. And you could also engage in some really productive discussions about expectations with your colleagues in other subjects. So there are opportunities here. For example, why not drop a generic topic loosely centered around identity and go for something like investigating the Middle East from the disciplined perspective of geography, history and RE. So I'm just going to say something about where next. The new Geography National Curriculum doesn't specify approaches to teaching or give any idea about how to put the content into a teaching and learning sequence. In a sense that's no different from previous versions. But once you've had a chance to think about the changes and perhaps discuss those key challenges, here are a few pointers that you could do worse than to explore. The first thing I'm going to mention is your school aims. They're a really important sense of direction for what you're teaching geography as well as the aims of the national curriculum. And together they should give you some direction as well as permission to shape the programme you want in order to secure the excellence, engagement and enjoyment for your students' geographical education. Secondly, on the GA website, there's a planning overview, in fact, a considerable amount of planning material to support the national curriculum review, and you might want to investigate that. They're designed for confident professionals to create a localised curriculum. A third source of inspiration, dare I say, is Ofsted's recent geography subject guidance. In this they set out the subject-specific criteria related to the Ofsted framework. And I particularly draw your attention to the criteria for an outstanding curriculum. Asking yourselves the question, how will we, how will we manage to secure this? Finally, the new GCSE geography content has just been published. And it might be worth a glance at this while making your selections of content because there are some implications in what continues through post-14 and what you feel you must teach for those youngsters who don't continue with their geography studies.